Hi, everybody. Welcome to Your Move, where we help you make better decisions and live with fewer regrets. I'm Andy Stanley, and I will be your guide. Now, here's something we all have in common. We've all been hurt. We've all been betrayed. Perhaps you've been used. Perhaps you've even been abused. So the question you ask yourself at some point is, now what? What do you do with all that stuff that's, well, churning around on the inside? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today, right here on Your Move. Stick around. So tonight, uh, we're talking about the rules for the road, um, basically the rules for navigating life successfully. So I'm gonna tell you all the secrets of navigating life successfully. No, I don't think so, but I'm gonna share some of them with you as I have figured these out. And um, the truth is, as we know, life is complicated. All of us have lived long enough to know that life is complicated, but that always takes us by surprise because it just doesn't seem like life should be so complicated. And of course, sometimes we make it more complicated than it should be. And as I was preparing for our time, together, I thought of a story that is absolutely true, even though you're going to think I'm making this up. Um, But I have a friend who has two younger brothers and his youngest brothers, three boys, the youngest of the three, uh, when he graduated from high school, got some of his buddies together and they did their, you know, senior trip to Daytona, you know, dude. And so anyway, they made their way down to Daytona and a week later, um, all the friends came back and he just stayed for a year. He went to Daytona with his senior friend, the guy just graduated and he stayed in Daytona, no lie, for a year. And for weeks and weeks and weeks, his family never heard from him. And they're calling the friends, like, yeah, he he just decided to stay. And weeks went by, months went by, finally contacted his um, family and no surprise here, guess what was involved in his decision to stay? A girl, the girl said that, yes. So I'm not being criticized, yes. There was a girl in the story, you know, surprise of all surprises. So he started telling, writing and not writing probably, but calling, talking about this girl and, and they had a nickname for her that I'm not gonna share with you. Anyway, it was, the, the family had a nickname for her. Anyway, and he wouldn't come home from the beach because he, you know, he's kind of living the life. So a year goes by, a little more than a year goes by and he lets him know, I'm coming home and I'm bringing her with me and we're getting married. <laughs> I know. And so he shows up, okay? So this is the part you're gonna think I'm making up. So my buddy and his, the middle son, cause there's three boys, the middle boy, my older, my friend who's the oldest and the daughter, I have a daughter, they're all at home. And so he shows up and anyway, so now you got the, the younger brother and the older brother. And I know that when I, when I practice telling the story, I thought this kind of sounds like one of Jesus' parables, doesn't it? Like the, the, except when Jesus told a parable, he made up a story in order to make a point. This is a true story that has no point, okay? So this is the difference between this story and one of Jesus' parables. So no lie. So he gets there with the girl and they walk in and lo and behold, his girlfriend, fiance, recognizes his brother, the middle one. Because two years earlier, the middle son had graduated from high school. I told you, you're gonna think I'm making this up. And he also went to Daytona Beach and met said girl, and, but he came back without her. So they make eye contact there in this house over in South Atlanta. And, um, you know, the, you know he, the younger brother's like, oh, you know, I'm so excited. And the girl and the middle brother are just like, hey, it's nice to meet you too, again. Anyway, so they decide not to tell the younger brother. Yeah, this is gonna be a secret. 
right? For how long? Not, that's how long, not very, okay? So sure enough, the younger brother marries this girl who had the nickname with the family and um, it did not, I'm not gonna tell you the end, it's terrible. It did not end well. Okay, so the, the, the point is, it is important to know the rules for the road and to obey the rules for the road, lest you have a bad ending to your story. So real quick, what I wanna do, yeah, the truth, absolute truth, there's actually more to the story. Can't share it with you, but anyway, you, you could just fill in some of the blanks. Anyway, so uh, what I wanna do for a few minutes is I wanna give you these four rules for the road, okay? And three of them are really common sense, but sometimes it's so important for somebody to remind us of common sense because here's what you know, you've lived long enough to know this. Common sense, always, it's not always that common, is it? Yeah, so rule number one, rules for the road. Number one is this, don't travel alone. Life is better connected. Life is better with friends. You are not made to do life alone. Don't isolate yourself, especially when things aren't going well. Don't isolate yourself. Don't listen to that voice. And when it comes to not traveling alone, here's something we should have learned in high school, but most of us didn't. When it comes to the people that you're doing life with, don't just gravitate toward acceptance. Don't just gravitate toward acceptance. Now, we don't think about choosing friends or picking friends because that's kind of weird. Like, how would you actually pick a friend? I mean, would you like interview them? Nah, no, nah, would you? No, so what happens, you know, this what happens. We don't really choose our friends or who choose who we do life with sometimes. We just gravitate toward the group that accepts us first. And if you're new to this city or you're new to this community, of course, your natural inclination like mine would be is to gravitate toward the people who are most, you know, have who have open arms because again, we, most of us don't wanna be isolated. So the trick to this is don't be content to do life with people who just like the music you like and don't just like the restaurants you like and don't just watch the shows you like and don't just watch the movies you like. Find people who not only share your taste in music and food, find people who share your values. Because at the end of the day, and this is something we've all learned the hard way, but this, we never outgrow this principle. Our friends, the people that we're doing life with, the people we're journeying with, our friends really do determine the direction and the quality of our lives. And we think, no, 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 no. I choose my own direction. You just look back on your own history like I would. The friends, the people, the world that you move in relationally determines, determines, and sometimes it over-determines what you thought you determined for yourself, determines the direction and the quality of your life. And, and one more thing on this, and I'll move on to number two. Surround yourself with people who are taking care of themselves. And here's why this is important. This is just a principle. People who are taking care of themselves will be more inclined to take care of yourself. And people who don't take care of themselves will be less inclined to watch out and to take care of yourself. And oftentimes, again, the first group of people that we interact with in a new job, in a new city, whatever it might be, a new gym, that first group of people, we're always gonna have something in common with them. But to wait and to allow that inner circle to be the people that are moving in the direction you're moving in, this is how you finish the journey. Well, it's, it's just a principle. R rule number two for the road, and don't judge me too harshly for this one, but don't pick up strangers, okay? I mean, haven't you heard this your whole life? First, when we were little kids, it was don't what to strangers, don't, yeah. And then it was don't take what from strangers. Yeah, and then you got a car and it's like, don't put any strangers in your car. And the problem with all those rules, I mean, it's, it's good advice, is that no one ever defines stranger for us. It's like, we're just supposed to know what a stranger is. And you're thinking, well, if a stranger is just somebody I don't know, 
<laughs> I'm never gonna get to know anybody. So, so I thought since we're all adults that I would define stranger, okay? Because this is, this is a big, big deal. A stranger is just someone who's strange. That's what a stranger is. <laughs> so don't pick up people who are strange. Now there's a problem with this. And the problem with this is just to be honest, you're a little bit strange, right? And I'm a little bit strange. So I, I brought in the definition, okay? Cause this, this really is an important point, okay? So I changed it to this. A stranger is someone who is stranger than you. How about that, okay? <laughs> Wherever you are on the strange meter, they're just a little bit stranger than you. Now this is really a really important principle. And here's why. Because the healthier you are, you know this, the healthier you are, the more helpful you can be. And when you and I allowed the wrong influences in our life, again, you think, Andy, are you talking to middle schoolers? No, this is true for all of us our whole lives. When we allow unhealthy people in the inner circle, not that we can't have unhealthy friends. I mean, all of us have unhealthy relatives. I mean, there's just no way to, to avoid all unhealthy people or strange people, whatever word you wanna use. Be kind to everyone, serve everyone, but be cautious. The real rule for the road is, you know, you can, hand money out the window, but you just don't invite everybody into the car. The healthier you are, come on, you know this, the healthier you are, the financial healthier you are, the physically healthier you are, the mentally healthy, the healthier you are, ultimately, the more helpful you can be. So just be careful who you allow into that inner circle. So let me ask you this question and we'll go to number three. Do, do you have any strangers in your life? Do you have any strangers in your life? Do you, is there anybody in your life, and if you're honest, they're making you less healthy. Do you have anybody in your life, ladies, let me just address you ladies. Are there any guys in your life? And because of your relationship with them, you're beginning to doubt yourself. He's a stranger. He's a stranger. Ladies, you need to stop, open the door, and invite him out of your car. <laughs> they need to close the door and you know, give him five bucks or buy his donuts or whatever's going on, but just don't, just don't let him drive around in the car with you, okay? Because he's a stranger. He's causing you to doubt yourself. Guys, you, there may be a stranger in your life that's a friend or it may be somebody you're dating or it may be somebody who's dating you and then you woke up and you were dating them. You ever have that happen? <laughs> It's like, oh no, I think we're dating. When did it start? I don't know, I think she started before I do, but now we're, we're dating. I don't know how that happened. Well, here's the thing, everybody is somebody that God loves and everybody is someone we should care for. But the healthier you are, and the more you take care of yourself, you're in a better position to take care of other people. And I just wanna give you permission if you had any doubts about it. There are times in all of our lives, in every season of life, because we're taking care of ourselves so we can take better care of other people. That you just gotta get out of the car and just, you know, gently, it's always awkward. Nobody goes, oh, I understand completely. No, it's always awkward. <laughs> Nobody's like, you know, I actually agree. I'm a stranger and I shouldn't be in your life. It never goes like that. It is always awkward, but there are times you just have to invite some people out of your life. So that maybe in a different season of life, you could be there for them but in a different capacity. So don't pick up strangers. Number three, choose a destination and then borrow a map. 
Choose a destination and borrow a map. Here's what I mean by that. And this is, this is kind of tricky. In every season of life, and every season of life is a new season that requires a different set of skills. Every season of life, it requires a little bit of di different set of skills in order to be um, successful. Single, dating, married, married with kids, maybe single again, dating again, you know. And the thing is, it's true of all of us, every time we move into a new season, we've never been there before, which means we really don't know what we're doing. And by the time we figure it out, we've moved into another season of life. And the problem is the mistakes we make in one season, we take into the next season. We, we all know this. So what I mean by this, this rule for the road is simply this. Determine right now in this season, determine what you want your life to look like in this season. Determine what you want your life to look like in this season. And then here's the trick. Find someone who is a little bit further ahead that has successfully navigated this season and ask them for their map. Find somebody who is where you want to be, ask them how they got there. And all of you can do this and I'll tell you the trick. Here's the trick. First of all, never ever ask anyone to mentor you. Never do that. Never because a mentor sounds like a homework assignment. It's like, ah, oh, no, I don't have time for that. Here's the trick and don't tell anybody I told you this. What you need to do, you email them or you text them or you talk to them depending on the nature of the relationship and you say this, hey, if I bought you coffee or if I bought you breakfast, I bought you lunch, I'd just like to ask you three questions. Most people will say yes. You will learn so much from so many people. And then sometimes, sometimes at the end of the coffee, you're, you know, you're paying, then you say, hey, would it be okay if in the future sometime I reached out and if I had some more questions and most of them will say yes and you just got yourself a mentor, but don't tell them it will scare them off, okay? <laughs> but I'm telling you, at every season of life, I've been so fortunate to just look ahead. You know, when Sandra and I got married, older couple. Before we had kids, people with kids. When I was, you know, single, I, was, I got married when I was 30. So just navigating all those years, finding people who are just a little bit ahead and asking them just two or three questions. You should find somebody who is where you wanna be and get a copy of their map. And, and I know you know this, but again, common sense. Wisdom is not having all the answers. Wisdom is knowing what you don't know and having the humility to ask someone who does. That's what wisdom is. Wisdom isn't, I'm so wise, I know everything. Wisdom is, I'm so wise, I know what I don't know. And instead of trying to figure it out because, hey, learning things the hard way is hard and life is a brutal teacher in some arenas, right? So wisdom is, I know what I don't know. I'm not gonna be too proud to ask. And, and I'm not knocking your friends, your peers, the people who are in the same season of life that you're in, I mean, they don't know any more than you do. So you're just kind of sharing a little bit of your ignorance, but to find someone who is where you wanna be and to get their map, that is the wise thing to do. Fourth one, don't carry any unnecessary baggage. Rule for the road number four, don't carry any unnecessary baggage. Don't raise your hand. <laughs> do you have baggage? I know you do. Because after 18, we all have some, right? I mean, we just all do. We've all been hurt. We've all been betrayed. We've all been in some cases abandoned. So we all come into adulthood with with some baggage. We don't need to be ashamed of that, but we sure, certainly don't need to carry it any longer 
the necessary. Because baggage causes, leaves us kind of eaten up on the inside, right? And, and it leaves us insecure. It always leaves us insecure even though on the outside we look so secure. It always leaves us a little angry because we're out of balance. And you and I carry baggage that we don't need to carry from one season to the next, one relationship to the next. The apostle Paul, who's you know, stepped onto the pages of history as somebody who hated Christians. So if you hate Christians, he's your guy, okay? Hated Christians, arrested them, you know, and then he becomes one, becomes a Jesus follower. Writes letters to first century Christians. And in one of these letters, he says, okay, let's be realistic. You're gonna get angry. You're gonna be angry. You're gonna be angry because you're gonna get hurt. You're gonna be angry because, well, life is life. Be angry. There's a time and a season for that. But don't sin. In other words, don't allow your anger to drive your behavior. Don't let anger be the boss of you. So what do we do, Paul? He says, well, let me tell you. Be angry, but don't sin and put a time limit on it. Don't let it just go on and on and on from season to season and relationship to relationship. Don't be angry, but don't sin and don't let the sun go down while you're still angry. And this was a common saying in the first century. And it, it wasn't literal. It's not like, hey, you gotta deal with this before the sun goes down. It's like, yeah, well, what if the sun was already down? Do I get like 24 hours? So it's not literal. He's saying, he, you know what he's saying? He's saying what we kind of already know. Don't just let it go on and on and on. You've gotta deal with this. You've gotta cap this. You've gotta stop this. Don't let the sun go down while you're still angry and don't give the devil space. Don't get the, give the devil a foothold. Don't get the, give the devil a toehold. Because here's the tragedy of carrying around too much baggage. The people that suffer the most are the people we love the most. So this doesn't, you know, the, the irony is this doesn't hurt the people that hurt us. It hurts us. And it hurts the people that have nothing to do with the people who've hurt us. So Paul's point is deal with this as soon as possible. Don't carry any of this any longer than necessary. Don't carry it season to season. Don't carry it relationship to relationship. Again, the only person that gets hurt, you know this, is you. Then he goes on, this seems so real, unrealistic. He says, come on, get rid of, he makes it sound so easy, doesn't he? Get rid of all bitterness. And, and the idea is pick it up, take it to the street and leave it. Pick it up, take it to the street and leave, bag it and leave it. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, along with every form of malice. And I know I've been doing this a long time. When I stand up here and say something like that, you're thinking, okay, well, Andy, yeah, well, like, so your mama hurt your feelings one time and you were bitter and you done. If you heard my story, you might be thinking. If you heard my story, you may give me a pass. You may say, you know what? Your story is so bad. You sit over here in the past section. You do not have to get rid of your anger and bitterness. You hang on to it. You need to hang on to that because if you don't hang on to it, you're gonna be like letting them off. So you get a pass, but all the rest of us. And when you understand the apostle Paul's life and what he had been through, he means what he's saying. And he means what he's saying because he cares about his audience because he knows what we know, that it doesn't even hurt. Carrying the anger doesn't hurt the people who hurt us. It just hurts us. And then it hurts the people that we love. So the question is, is this even possible? Is it possible? Is it really possible? Well, it must be. And in just a minute, I'm gonna make a suggestion about an exercise you can work through to do this. But then next, Paul connects what he's saying to Jesus. Now, 
If you're not a Christian or not a Jesus follower, not a church person, and you know, somebody paid you to be here, somebody bribed you to, to watch this, you know, I, I get that. I would just say to you, figure out a way to get rid of your bitterness. And I know, I'm just gonna give you the benefit of the doubt. I know your anger is justified. And I'm gonna assume your bitterness is justified. And I'm gonna assume that if you got up here and told your story, we would be like, well, no wonder. But for your sake, and for the sake of the people that you love, would you figure out a way to get rid of it? So here's what Paul says next. He says, if you're a Christian, this isn't just advice. You have to do this. Because if you're a Christian, there's way more at stake than simply you. He says, be kind and compassionate to one another. Why? Because treating people well is our brand. Treating people with kindness is our brand. Treating people with kindness and compassion isn't extra credit. Treating people with kindness and compassion is our brand because Jesus said, the way people are gonna know that you're my follower is what you do at 11 o'clock on Sunday morning. No, the way people are gonna know that you're my follower is by how well you treat other people. So anything that keeps you from treating people well is in the way of following Jesus. Unresolved hurt, unresolved hurt, unresolved abandonment, unresolved whatever it might be, always gets in the way of love. So why not get rid of it? And now he tells us how. Forgiving each other. Easy for me to say standing up here, I know. Easy for me, but important for all of us. And this is why the next line, this is why the next line is so crucial. This is why the next line was probably difficult for the apostle Paul to ever get his mind and heart around. Forgiving each other just as in Christ, God forgave you. We as Christians do not forgive people because they deserve to be forgiven. They don't. We forgive because we are forgiven. We cancel other people's debts, even the people that have racked up a lot of debt. We cancel other people's debts because our debts have been canceled. Because the way to understand is as the hurt from your past and my past, the abuse from your past and my past, the betrayal, it creates baggage. It creates baggage because what it does, it essentially opens an account because the person that hurt you the most and the person that betrayed you the deepest, those people essentially took something from you, which means what? It means they owe you. What do they owe you? Perhaps they owe you your entire childhood. Perhaps they, they owe you that first marriage. Maybe they owe you the opportunity to tuck your kids into bed at night. They took something from you, which means they owe you, which means the account that you have opened stands open. The account is open and you are waiting to be paid back. And that's what creates the baggage, the waiting, the open account, the hoping, the longing, the injustice. But here's the good news and the bad news. The good news and the bad news is this, it's never gonna happen. That's good news because you can close the account. It's bad news because you wish the account would stay open long enough for them to close the account for you by paying back what they owe you. But come on, let's just be honest, we're adults. They can't pay you back. They couldn't even if they wanted to. They can't return the past. They can't restore that marriage. They can't give you that time back with your kids. They can't restore your reputation. So how foolish of us, even though it's completely understandable, 
For how foolish of us to keep an open account with somebody waiting to be paid back when they're not gonna pay us back and they couldn't pay us back. The way that we get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, along with every form of malice is by closing the account, by deciding, do you know what? I'm gonna do precisely what they don't deserve for me to do. I am going to forgive them because forgiveness is a decision. But more specifically, and this may help you, forgiveness is a decision to cancel a debt. Forgiveness is a decision that where you decide, you know what, you don't owe me anymore. Why would I keep this account open when you couldn't pay me back, even if you showed up at my doorstep tomorrow, even if you called and wanted to make it right, you can't pay me back. So why in the world would I hold this open account that just creates baggage for me, that sets me up for failure season after season, relationship after relationship? The way that you move ahead is by closing the account. And to close the account, requires three things that I wanna give you real quick. If you have your phone, you may wanna take a picture of this next screen. So here's how this works. The first step, there's three things. The first one's real easy. The first one is identify who. You've already done that, right? Identify who. Who took from you? Who took from you? And then number two, this is the part that everybody skips and this is where people get hung up with canceling debt and with closing those accounts. You have to determine what was taken from you. As long as you are trying to forgive generally, you will never have specific freedom. So the second part of this is so critical and this is the part most people skip. You need to sit down and you need to write down exactly what they took from you. Make a list. They took your dignity. He took my time. She took my 20s. He took my opportunity for education. You just need to make a list because you have an open account and they actually owe you and they actually can't pay you back, but you can't cancel the debt until you know exactly what's been taken. And for some people, this is a very, very painful exercise, but for some people, this one step is the, free, is the key to being free to move on. And then third, you declare it canceled. You declare it canceled. Here's my list. And God, I have written down what they have taken from me and they can't give it back anyway. So why hang on to this? Even if they showed up tomorrow, they can't give back to me what they've taken from me. I'm deciding to say, you don't owe me anymore. And when those old feelings rise up and when those emotions swell up, you stop and say, no, that's an old debt. It's been canceled. And over time, do you know what happens? Our emotions begin to catch up with the reality of the decision that we made. Now, because I know how some of us are thinking, this is not about fairness, okay? Forgiveness is not fair. In most cases, justice and fairness are out of reach. This is about freedom. Freedom from the control of those who hurt you, that you continue to allow to hurt you because you won't close the account. So if this strikes a chord with you, I mean, those first three you know, rules for the road, they're kind of common sense. You may have some work to do there, but I'm telling you, to travel with unnecessary baggage is to ensure that your future will never be as bright as it could be. To travel with unnecessary baggage 
guarantees that your future relationships will be more complicated than they need to be. So would you get alone? And would you identify who? Would you determine what? And then would you declare it canceled? And don't carry any unnecessary baggage. Cancel those debts, close those accounts and keep them closed. And over time, those voices and those conversations will grow weaker and weaker. And one day you'll recognize and realize they're gone for good and you will be free. You will be free to become the person that God created you ultimately to be. Well, thanks so much for listening to the Your Move podcast and be sure to check out our website where you'll find your next step, including resources like our free conversation starters based on today's episode. You can access those by simply clicking on the link in our show notes. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode, take a minute to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join us next time and we will continue to explore how to make better decisions and live with fewer regrets. Thanks for listening.